Everybody comfortable? Yeah. Get your ass up when I'm talking. Hey, take it easy. It's showtime. It's showtime. Yeah. Feel the magic and soul of the YBs. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Take two. Welcome to that Davis show. I am your host, Kenneth Davis. And of course, I'm fortunate enough to always be accompanied by executive producer of the show, Ryan Bukovetsky. Make sure you follow him at Ryan B. Ski and Ryan B. Ski One. And also, please follow me at That's Davis. Um, we got a lot to get into. It's going to be a football-laden show with training camp opening up. Today, basically, when this, when this drops, uh, the Bears arrived at Hallis Hall for camp. Today, Tuesday. Well, yesterday, Tuesday. I can't use today for two different days. Um, so we're going to well, jump into it's that. It's your show. You can do whatever you want. No, I'll, no, no. It's ours. <laughs> uh, but definitely we're going to do football. Aaron Rodgers is, is in tow. I think we basically said this was going to happen. He was going to come back and basically go there, play for this season, and look to get out of Green Bay afterwards. Also, the, some big SEC news. Uh, Texas and Oklahoma want to get whooped on by Alabama, too. Come on down. Uh-huh. And of course, we got to start off with off top. Off top? From the top, the tippy. Um, listen, so earlier today, even though oh, my family is watching the Olympics right now, and I don't think they know the outcome of the, 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 the women's gymnastics, and I want to just say, you know, Russia won, right? But I didn't. Wow. <laughs> After rooting, like, they no they don't can we do a quick timeout, real quick just before you finish your thought how the hell is Russia even allowed to win medals after that Icarus shit just had to throw that out there well it's not Russia right all right. It's uh, the bought out IOC version of Russia <laughs> <laughs> good one right good one the grimy IOC version but megastar goat of Women's gymnastics, Simone Biles, uh, decided after one event to pull herself out. Um, she was on, she did a, a bolt and she uh, took a wild step. You could see when she was spinning in the air, she didn't know where she was at. Also, as the announcer said, I'm not saying it like I'm the gymnastics expert. What I, what I saw, <laughs> but it's been How's a lot. Form, by the way, this is the thing I, on, on, on my phone, there's a lot of people coming for saying that she let her teammates down. Um, she said basically that her head wasn't in the, uh, the proper space um, and she decided to pull herself rather than pushing through it like she has in the past. I, it, I've been watching the last couple of days. Yesterday, she was she was bad yesterday too. Uh, stuff which you would never see her do. She was messing up. Um, I, I want to look at it in a different way. I want to look at it like this. One. Mental health is serious, and I know we, 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 it's hard for us old school people to and be like, just push yourself through it. Um, and there's going to be times where you do have to push yourself through it, but I mean, in some, some things that are even more serious than the Olympics, and the Olympics are serious, especially when four, well, six other people, if you include that, well, five, I believe, if you include the alternates, are depending on you to try to bring home the highest medal, and that's gold, uh, which they brought home silver for the team. Um, I, I want to say this. What if Simone Biles, knowing that she didn't have it, 
really viewed herself as the weakness that could force them even further further out of metal contention or in the bronze to a bronze medal. Um, what if she was sacrificing uh, herself because she knew that she didn't have it and she was going to go out there and lay a dud and it was going to harm those girls who majority of them is their first time. It's only Simone and another young lady uh, that's an alternate that are the older uh, gym, 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 gymnasts from the past Olympics. The, the, there's four girls who are newbies on this team and she didn't want to hurt them. So I, I, I want to view it through that lens, then view it as she quit on her team. Uh, but I, but th- this is interesting. Where do we go in this new world in these situations like Naomi Osaka, uh, where people, people in some ways say, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, as far as you can't have um, the adulation, the praise, the wealth, but the other stuff that comes with it, like talking to the media, um, you know, like you, you can't separate the two. It's just not how this was built. But I guess some people are saying that they, they, they will, and they, 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 they have. Um, and I think that's the way we're, we're looking at it. But anytime you're talking about any mental situation, you got to be real leery about how you're coming down on somebody. And I don't know what the young lady was going through. Also, let's check out, let's check her track record. I mean, this hasn't been something that she's done in the past. Also factor in that she came out and said that she too had been assaulted by the doctor who, uh, the Michigan state doctor, I believe that was also, uh, doing the Olympics, uh, physician that she had had hit it and suppressed it basically until she really told that she came forward and said that she too was assaulted. You know what I'm saying? Like you just don't know what someone's headspace may be, but this lady, this young lady has been at the tippy top, is the greatest gymnast ever. I don't think we should pile on on her because her track record is way too decorated. Yeah, I agree with everything you're saying. And my first reaction was I felt, I felt bad for her. I hope that like whatever she's going through mentally, because everything is like, I'm good physically. There's not even a question like physically I can do it. It's just mentally I can't right now. And I definitely felt bad. The uh, I had a, a random thought. I was hoping that that wearing like the goat jacket didn't just spawn some media of hate, you know, on Twitter. All of a sudden, I didn't, the, I didn't see the goat jacket. I got to look this goat jacket up. But uh, essentially, you know, if you like whoever you are, if you say you are the goat, you know, just people are going to attack you period and come after you every which way through all your social media, you know, just try to comment on everything and just come after you. And when you already kind of have that pressure of living up to trying to be the official greatest, you know, oh, that's always that's, I, I did. You know, I have seen it. I've seen it on her shoulder uh, before. Listen, Hey, it's facts. It's facts, though. It's it's the truth. I'm just saying in terms of the mental stress, I wonder if that maybe played a factor where people were just coming with extra hate because she wore that or something. What if she just doesn't have it anymore? You know, like, what if it, it what if all the time? Yeah, it could be anything. It could be and, anything. And like on the largest have. stage in the world. Father time caught up with. Now, she could come back. A lot of people said that it'll be a terrible look if she does come back for individuals because it'll come off as being selfish. Um, hey, shorty, come back. So. If you can come back, 
Bring your ass back. We, no, I, the rest I of think, us ain't gonna care. We like those I think Ian Selfish would be trying to get the gold as many opportunities as you can, and she chose to not go after a gold. I don't think she's trying to be selfish. I don't buy that one. But um, yeah, so I, I wish her the best it, with, with whatever decision that she decides, but we have to be leery and cautious, even if we don't want to. I know a lot of you guys hate this PC world, which to me, it doesn't bother me that much. Uh, but you need to be cautious when you talk about someone's mental health because you you don't know. You don't know what they're yeah, going it through. Be anything. And you don't know what they've been through and you don't know how it's affecting them now. Um, so just when it, just just be a little bit hands off when it comes to that situation. It's, I, I, and I, I get it. Looks are, looks there. It looks bad to a degree, but have some empathy. I, I think that's what I'm really trying to get to. Have some empathy. All right. Stop. Like life's too short for all that. It is like we're gonna be dead one day, man. She she already got like ten thousand metal gold medals already, right? Like, just relax, man. Life Hopefully, too- she gets more. Come yeah, back. Life, life's life's too stressed out. Life's Do the too individual. Out. Let's go. We can't have the Olympic Committee officially granted after being bought out. Russia winning the overall golds out here in gymnasts. Russia's floor game floor game was whack. I was watching it yesterday, like man. It's the please. only thing they couldn't cheat at. That's why it looks so oh, bad. My goodness, this is how you get down in Moscow. Right. No. Come on, let the rhythm hit them. All right. So moving along. The magnets under their feet aren't working. <laughs> listen, moving along. Uh, it's listen. It's the beginning, and it's going to be a long rush. Uh, as far as this season, we got a lot of football to dive into. Um, and the Bears are opening up camp. Eddie Goldman's in the house. We made Anthony it. Anthony Miller is a Texan. All right. We got a little bit more about the Anthony Miller trade. Excuse me. The Bears traded Miller in a seventh round pick to Houston exchange for a fifth round pick. Uh, my, uh, Ryan Pace went on to say that it was amicable. That also he he views the, the fact that he's hit in the fifth round right. as that fifth round pick being an asset, and also that Anthony Miller told him and uh, him and Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy, that he's going to make them proud uh, as a Houston Texan and pr- basically prove them right. In particular, Ryan Pace for moving up to draft him in the second round. So again, I, I said it on the center that dropped yesterday. Um, I'm, I wish Anthony Miller the best, man. I should, he do nothing to make to anger me. Um, but it, his time here is, is over, and the last two seasons, he really didn't show us what he showed us in that first season. I like how Pace, uh, in that subtle, like in between text, I own that MFing fifth round, so right. yeah, I got an asset. Listen, did you see on Pace's jacket on the back of it, it had a goat with the fifth round next to it? <laughs> yeah. Is a fifth round goat? <laughs> <laughs> made sure to take it off right before Let's, the media room. The, the go ahead and the go ahead on the Bears helmet too. But oh, uh, we need that like Joe Ostrowski like picture of him hiding around the corner just with yeah, the go. I know exactly, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, I'm listen. I'm starting to get excited, um, even with the fact that Andy Dalton is the starting quarterback and not Justin Fields. I want to see young Tevin Jenkins. I want to see the Bears talked about uh, scheming more for Khalil Mack. Doy. Yeah, this running game scheming, supposedly. Of course. I've infu- I caused this running game discussion. Yes, you did. 
All right, in the Let's streets. Continued on. Let's continue. I, 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 listen, I know it's not the same. As I told you, I've coined a few terms in my day. As yeah, I the told presser Matt today, they said, uh, you know, you said in an interview, aka the Under Center podcast, that Dave Montgomery is going to get twenty carries a game. Mm, see, I got to go back and watch it. I've been out the house, mm. so I got to watch it to record tomorrow's Under Center. I got to, I got to watch it. I saw, I saw on Facebook people were hitting me up like they, they need, they need Kenneth Davidson. Is like, and shout out to the people on Facebook that said that I need to be in their interview at Mad Nagy. Yeah, why weren't you on Lake Forest? HL, pre- how, I, I, you I know. There. I appreciate that priest and everybody that commented on that. Uh, I was going to send it to our group chat, but I try to be humble, and I was like, this is. I don't oh. know if this is technically going to be humble or not. Interesting. So I, to, I don't want to send the picture of the priest in fear of losing my humility. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, 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 one of the people that I met through Facebook through doing this stuff um, uh, and also being on the Tape Never Lies Network. Um, he posted it, uh, HL Priest. Um, he posted it and then people commented on it like, yeah, you know, Ken would have been up. And I, I appreciate that, y'all. Good good looking out. Good looking out. But still getting back to the Bears. Enough about me. It's not about me. I apologize for going And we should that. really quickly say they signed uh, Justin Hardy, a wide receiver, Jesse James at tight end. So I guess that's the the roster there for you. Oh, I guess that changes nothing. Right. <laughs> now they need another <laughs> corner. Yeah, that's going to be like someone asked. I, I was on a What's Up Cuz with Jason and Lance Irvin. Uh, Jason writes for the Chicago Crusader, uh, and Lance is the head coach of Chicago State Basketball. I was on this show last night, and Lance asked me about the cornerback situation. And I told him, I don't have an answer for you because it, it's something to be concerned about, especially it was confound, it's confounded, com, compounded, I should say, by the fact that you don't know what type of player you're getting in Eddie Jackson. Uh, Gibson on the other side played well. I, he showed coming from Houston. He showed out to me last last year. Cal mm-hmm. Fuller, Cal Fuller was separating the man from the ball like a beast last season. Um, and Jalen Johnson uh, with 15 breakups, no interceptions. Uh, I love the fact that he has amnesia. But the fact that you don't know who's going to be playing out opposite of Jalen Johnson uh, sh- should give you some pause. You better pray that front seven is causing that quarterback to get rid of that ball early and giving those DBs some gimmies instead of them having to stick to their uh, to, to, to their opponent is what you better be most concerned about. Um, because we're, I guess it's going to shake out a tra- training camp. We know that Kendall Vildor has been raved about, but can he take that next step? Uh, you have Trufant coming over that wasn't healthy last year in Detroit. Um, I believe Trey Robinson is somewhere around there. You know what I'm saying? We, we, when he came from the CFL we, we, and then he got hurt, I believe he's somewhere in that building, but it's definitely going to be interesting. I want to see what Robert Quinn brings to this, but Eddie Goldman, who – Initially, we took for granted that he was going to be back, but then it was like, where the hell is Eddie at? And Matt Nagy was like, I didn't excuse that ish, which lets you know it was real when he said that. But Eddie mm-hmm. Goldman's in the building. Ryan Pace says he's looking he's looking good. Roquan Smith commented on the fact that he gets double team. I mean, when you, you're talking about Roquan and Danny Trevathan being able to being easier for both of them to fly around, uh, you're talking about Akeem Hicks and Bilal Nichols. 
it's going to be harder for you to sit there and double on Akeem Hicks uh, when you got Eddie Goldman sitting there right next to him. Um, I hope this defense can, can get turnovers. I hope Sean Desai can help this defense play closer to 2018. I'll, I'll, I can't. You'll never get that many turnovers again, probably. You know what I'm saying? But still be a stout and, and, and aggressive as they were in 2018. If, if you if you have that defense playing like that and, and rewarding this offense with extra shots at it, uh, you can you can have a decent season here in Chicago if you for, if for real if that defense plays like that and the Bears run the football you know they go hand in hand if Matt Nagy can pull back from his ego and really take what Bill Lazor showed him at the end of last year and add that to his game add that rhythm to his offensive play calling the Bears will be cooking with gas here in the NFC Central I mean the only thing we almost had him out but he's back. Uh, you know, it was like, man, that Jordan Love and Kirk Cousins division, you know what I'm saying? The Jared Goff, we out here, we on that ass. And now it's like, damn it, Rod is back, uh, which we'll definitely dive into that. But, uh, yeah, what, 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 with Bears training camp opening up, what are you looking forward to, Rod? Well, cornerback would be up there for sure on defense. And I think maybe – there could be some hope. Uh, we'll see if maybe some of these young players coming into the league push out maybe a couple veterans that you could potentially get when the big cuts happen. And maybe the Bears could still pick up a, a veteran-type free agent cornerback that'd be worthwhile to pick up, at least as like a good depth move. Because they really, uh, you said it, like it's not just who's opposite Jalen Johnson. What happens if Jalen Johnson, who's been hurt basically every year for the last four or five years, including college, what if he goes down and then you're down to Trufant, Vildor, and I guess uh, Morgan in the slot, uh, you don't really have any depth beyond that. So they got to make sure that they at least add enough, even if it's through some young players developmental wise, but that's definitely an area of concern for me. And, you know, with that uncertainty of Eddie Jackson, like you said, hopefully the Sean Desai Vic Fangio, you know, new takeover or at least uh, Sean Desai using the analytics, get some of these guys in better positions to make plays. And, but beyond that, I think offense, offensive line is really big for me. I mean, regardless of who the starter is at quarterback, if they if Tevin Jenkins is no good at left tackle to start out because he's a rookie are you in trouble? Ooh. You know, are you in big, big trouble yeah, as an really, offense? I guess Wilkinson, you got to put Wilkinson in there. Then. Yeah. But then you're also relying on, you know, the health of your interior. Can they play well together? James Daniels, Cody Whitehair. And uh, James Daniels was balling before he got hurt last year. Yes, he was. I'm excited he was about him. He was playing with some physicality last year before he – that's the type of guard you want to want pulling in the run behind how he was moving out there. Like he was imposing his will on some defenders last year. I think the interior is nice. Um, I, as you said, the Tevin Jenkins is a concern. Going back to the Jalen Johnson thing, it's also reminiscent of Anthony Miller's shoulder injuries, which kept reoccurring. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you, like you said, there is a chance that you're depending on a player that's been injured uh, – um, been injured several different times from college and here in the pros. But getting back to the offensive line, what were you about to say? I thought you were about oh, to say nothing. No, no. Go ahead. But yeah, getting back to the offensive line, I, I, I kind of Tevin Jenkins to me is the real question mark because, and I know it's a small sample size against bad teams. I like what Afedi did 
um, with bars, Mustafer and Cody Whitehair. And now you at least got bars, some ticket, got him out there. You pull him back. You reinsert uh, James Daniels, who's even better than bars. All right. Mm-hmm. And if you if you get that left tackle now to be sweet and you grow this group with more depth because you still have Lashavia Simmons. Um, who knows what type of play, what, what he's going to be now. <laughs> well, the depth I think is great on the team. Right. If that tackle position with Afedi and Jenkins works out, then you and got Larry some Borum. really quality. And Larry Borum, you know what I'm saying? The fifth round rookie that they drafted. There's a lot of depth with this offensive line. Uh, the question is, can they be trained up? Listen, Castillo last year um, with all those injuries, Towards the end of the season, they, they got it right. And if it's his um, uh, preference that they be nastier and he didn't like the fact that they weren't nasty, I'm all for it. I'm all, yeah. I'm, I'm into it. You want those hogs up front to impose their will and to beat on defenders and wear their asses out. And you cannot do that going backwards. And I mean, pass blocking 24 7. All right, you got to let those hogs free and let them go run and knock down some linebackers and some DBs. Yeah, and part of the run game improvement will be more physicality at the point of attack. That's something we've been questioning for a while now here, uh, probably since 2018. They got to have more of that edge in the running game. But also, too, uh, huge for me is they don't need to be this great, downfield passing team, but they've got to figure out a way to make that an element, whether that's through play action or the strengths of Andy Dalton and the offensive line mixed together, whatever it is, they've got to be able to like uh, this Mitch Trubisky 10 yards or less thing and keeping everything like horizontal versus vertical. That's not going to work even with a good run game. So they need to have a balance of that run game. Like you're talking about with some kind of element of deep threat. Nagy says he wants the verticality. All right. So again, will it happen? But he's, that's what he wants. He wants the verticality that you couldn't get. Mitch arm was strong enough, but the accuracy wasn't there, you know? And yeah, now you sit there, you have, you have Andy Dalton. All right. And then you have Justin Fields, who we know has a cannon and is a, is a, is a nice deep passer. Um, Listen, it's all on Nagy. I mean, that's just the truth of the matter. This is all like all the all the uh, the groceries have been bought. Um, we there's some 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 nice meat in there as far as premium chops. All right, like you have nice ingredients. You have saffron. You I mean you have cap. You have some yeah. stuff in that bag. All right, right, but you have to make sure that you put that meal together. Uh, and 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 that's what we're waiting to see. We haven't seen it since 2018 when the league didn't know what you were going to do. You know, and once that tape got out. This offense hasn't been the same. And it wasn't world beaters in 2018, you know, but still you had a coach which people didn't know necessarily what his what his play calling was going to be or necessarily how he was going to implement his scheme continuously. And now everyone knows. So it's on Nagy, man. I mean, that's that's just the truth of the matter. You know what I'm saying? Ryan Pace, and I'm just saying absolving him of everything, but he came out of this draft sparkling. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And now it's on the coach to show – that the okay, you know, produce man. All right, I, I got the ingredients, and I'm about to cook you. I'm about to cook a a, a Michelin star meal right here, and uh, that's what we're waiting for. I mean, and I I think he accepts that challenge, but and I hope that he's found a way within himself to really self evaluate and know his weaknesses, and really, I would say, 
source those jobs out. You don't have to tell us or lean heavier on people for those for 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 assisting you in that and in, in those weaknesses. I totally agree, and uh, I'm just looking forward to all the preseason games. I mean, it's the bears are really interesting this year going into the season. And I don't think we can say that every single year of training camp, especially the last two, it seems like there hasn't been many position battles and everyone's kind of like set in their piece and their role within the team. And we're just kind of waiting to fast forward to the regular season. I mean, we obviously got the quarterback battle, but there's a lot of competition just for role spots, starter spots. And we talked about with corner Tevin Jenkins, you know, he's the left tackle right now, but if he's just terrible, all of a sudden that becomes a position battle throughout preseason. I mean, I think that's going to be a lot to watch in these games and really just maybe not necessarily know about the team because you can't read too much into preseason games, but just get an idea more of the overall talent within this team. Hmm. I agree. I agree. All right. Still staying within NFC North. (sighs) Mama, there goes that man. And he's in flip-flops. He's in flops. Um, A-A-Rod arrived. A-Rod. (laughs) <laughs> arrived in Green Bay after uh, him and the Packers came to a compromise that basically this would be his last year. I know the Packers are spinning it as far as hopefully after this year he will want to continue to stay here, but if he does not, they will assist him in leaving, a.k.a. we will get some compensation. If he is traded away, he will not be a free agent. Quick T, that's just a bunch of BS, right? They don't actually want him to come back for another year. After I, yeah, year. yeah. No, well, think about this. Uh, no, no, that you're right. But let's not forget they did offer him a two-year extension. All right, but, but I'm with you. They prefer for him to leave. So you got to do Jordan Love before, I mean, definitely before the year five you have option. To do year three would be when you would want Jordan Which would Love. be next season. Exactly. Year, year three is when you would want Jordan. Two years is enough. Two years is more than enough. And it's weird in this new NFL for a rookie quarterback that you went up to draft. All right. Like it, that's different, you know, but it's the same situation they did with Aaron Rodgers and with Brett Favre, even though Brett Favre had kept Brett Favre every year was talking about retiring. You know, so the Packers finally got fed up and was like, all right, we got this kid. We see what he can do. We see what he can do in practice. You know, we're ready to move on from you because we're tired of you basically holding our feet to the fire every offseason and not right. letting us know which way you're going to go. Um, we're Versus ready to move now on. Packers where uh, the guy yeah, clearly the guy wants the to door. play along right. into like, his 40s. Get your ass, get your ass we want to trade up for a quarterback. Screw you. Right, right. I, but you know what? I never thought about it like this. Maybe they've viewed it like this. With 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 their financial restraints, right? Um, perhaps if we get out of playing paying the mega quarterback and get on the rookie quarterback uh deal, we'll be able to to put some some players around this quarterback to really help him, unlike what we can do with Aaron Rodgers, since the Packers really don't weigh deeply into free agency outside of the year before last year when they went out and got all those defensive players on the, the Smith brothers and stuff on that defense. Um, but listen, Aaron Rodgers is One back. Thing and with that, though, yeah, boy, uh, it's it's a really nice plan when you don't get a giant turd at quarterback in terms of how they play. And that's no comment towards Jordan Love. It just you never know how these rookie quarterbacks are going to be on that rookie deal. 
And if it works, it's great. But if it's like Mitch Trubisky, where it's like, you're never going to put enough pieces around this guy to make it a Super Bowl contender. That's a huge risk by the Packers to play. But I, I mean, you got to do some, some of that. I bet you Jordan Love. I bet you Jordan Love would be better than Mitchell Trubisky. Probably. I would think so. And but I'm only just, saying that really because of the coaching staff around him. Yeah. That's what I mean. I think I think right now, if you had to choose between Matt LaFleur and Matt Nagy, you would choose Matt LaFleur. And I mean, that's based off of really Aaron Rodgers' play, but them coming to a Vulcan mind meld during the pandemic and structuring that playbook with the stuff that Aaron Rodgers really enjoyed and benefited from. Um I, so I would say that that as far as I would take Jordan Love over Mitch, and that's just all potential, uh, even though clearly Green Bay doesn't think he's ready because they would have gotten rid of Aaron Rodgers if they really thought that Jordan Love was ready to suit. At least for Jordan Love, that bar is crazy low. Right. Uh, you don't have to go. You don't have to jump too high to get across that bar. But now where, where we were sitting here thinking, you know, the division is ours. Um, slow your roll, bucko. Yeah. Uh, there's a Super Bowl back. contender in town. Right. They're now the Super Bowl contender is back. Yeah. Um, and listen, but to be honest with you, I like to beat the man to beat a man, as Ric Flair would say. You know what I'm saying? Like I I want to go, I want to go into Lambeau and still to, to snatch his heart out. You know what I'm saying? Like I yeah, don't want to be like when is that first game? Because Justin Fields better be ready for that first game. We know right. Andy ain't packing him down. I, I don't I don't want to sit there and, and talk about beating Jordan Love. I want to beat Aaron Rodgers didn't begin to beat Jordan Love. So Aaron Rodgers can get a taste of this on his way out of town. You know what I'm saying? So it's to me, it's great. October 17th, baby. Uh, Justin Fields, week six. Let's go against Green Bay. I, about to, week six, I think it's going to be around the bar, but week six will be right. If you, To me, if he sits five games, I think it would benefit him. He says five. And that's a home game against the Packers? Yeah. Imagine, listen, this this is what we need. I hate to say this to Andy Dog. (laughs) We need Andy to start and get hurt and Justin. And but but the Bears are down by 10, right? The Bears are down 10. Is this the week prior against the Raiders in Vegas? No, 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 no. This is the this is the Green Bay game. Okay. The Bears, okay. Are, the Bears are down 10, right? Ooh. It's the second quarter, right? This game got out of hand quick. Right. Aaron is looking spectacular. All like of a, a sudden, Bears opening drive for a touchdown and then they, like 20 unanswered, and the Bears get a field goal. Listen, uh one of their quarterbacks, Alexander, somebody comes crazy off the edge, plants uh, uh Andy Dalton, right? Andy Dalton hurts, injures himself, injures his shoulder or whatever. They get, they also get a, a, a flag because he lifted Andy Dalton up a little bit when he yeah. drove him into the ground. Right. All right. Uh, uh, um, Tevin Jenkins starts to get into a fight with Alexander about doing that to his quarterback. There All right. Go. And then coming running in is number oh. one, Justin Fields. And he drives that team downfield for a score. It can even be a field goal before score right then and there. And we are like, oh-ish. It is yeah, on and popping. I swear, if you call this one. And he comes back in the second half to either win the game or play to a stalemate practically. And Green Bay wins by like a couple of points. And a that is field the goal. Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Right. I like that one better. A late field goal. And that's how we start the Justin Fields era in Aaron Rodgers effing face. All right. You know, I I like the victory 
and then they go to Tampa Bay the next week, and then you beat Tom Brady, and you beat the NFC title contenders from right. a year ago. And then they listen. And then for their their Monday night game, they put up all the Hall of Fame or future Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Justin Field is taken out during his rookie season. <laughs> And setting up for his Hall of Fame career. So again, I know we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, but we had to bring it back to the Bears and Justin Fields. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers is back. Uh, what did you think? Uh, how, how did you think this was going to shake out, Ryan? Uh, I'm not surprised by this. It's just weird. Like some of the commentary I've heard, like it doesn't really make sense that it doesn't seem like Rodgers is making any more money for whatever reason. I guess the last deal's voided and there's a bunch of he didn't have mechanisms. any guaranteed money he didn't have any guaranteed money left on his deal yeah i just figured like hey like i guess it depends where aaron rodgers is at if he was really about retirement because if the packers knew he's not about retirement then they have all the chips like we own your NFL rights. Like you can't just go anywhere else. So they can just put, go with these olive branches like, Hey, we'll avoid that last year. And we'll allow you to put these mechanisms in place to ensure that you're happy. And I guess one of those is like bringing back Randall Cobb that they're really trying to bring back, which is a horrible contract for them. And it was a good little tweet. I think it was Dan Pompey. It was like by trading Anthony Miller, that almost ensures Aaron Rodgers stays because he's getting Randall Cobb. I, I don't know why Randall Cobb's that important to Aaron Rodgers overall. I, that might be just a bunch of smoke, I would think. But who knows with Aaron Rodgers, I guess. My thing is just uh, I, I'm surprised that there's nothing really in there for his exit because they can trade. They're going to try to trade him. They're not going to just let him walk next year. And I don't know, I guess he's going to have some say in where he gets traded, but it just seems like it's all like not written down, just a bunch of like verbal agreements and with how tenuous their relationship is. I, I just I wonder if this they're is gonna, building they're up. Gonna, they're not going to double, they're not going to pull a double move on them because then they'd be liars and nobody could trust them. Uh, also, I'm sure that they're talking, I'm sure the league doesn't want them to really talk about if there was any real agreement or whatever, because they don't want moving forward players to do basically that was part of the reason too. They didn't want this to be the NBA where James Harden can come in and be like, trade me. I'm, I'm big, I'm fat and I'm out here with little baby. You know what I'm saying? Like you got no option to trade me. I'm, I'm, I'm coming in, I'm coming in hot. I'm coming in, I'm out of shape. And you, you, the NFL didn't want that. So I'm sure they've already told green Bay, like, yeah, don't be out there. Like, yeah, we signed this contract that the details clearly that Aaron really, you know, I, I don't think they're going to, I don't think they're going to uh, uh, play him. You know what I'm saying? I think they're going to basically do. And now Aaron Rodgers is too smart to show up without, real um, a real defined agreement that goes the way that he wants it to go you know what i'm saying he's not just that, like his he wouldn't be paying his age i mean his agent wouldn't be earning his money if uh he allowed aaron Rodgers to do that but aaron Rodgers is too intelligent and he doesn't trust them either so if he doesn't trust them why would he let them play him but do you think uh this agreement now is basically like everything's all good till next off season when they try to trade him or is this still something that can kind of, I don't for think, whatever reason, come back up? Well, I put it like this. if I think with them, if he wants to stay, if he has a great year and they still don't believe in Jordan Love and he would like to be like, he's like, you know what? I'm, I want to run it back, right? Um, I'm, he would stay. He still has those years in his contract. 
But I think that they are going to work with him to trade him to a team that he wants to after the season. And as we said, that year three would be the year where you would look to replace your Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, uh, if you this, this this young quarterback that you drafted has been seasoned behind him for a couple of seasons, year three will be the year which you want to get him up in there because you have to find out who this young quarterback is because you only have two more years and really one because usually you sign them in that fourth year instead of waiting to that fifth year. So maybe they will wait to the fifth year, but still you want to get on the field and make sure that you don't sign a flop um, and get enough time to see if he's, if he's the real deal in that. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I just don't think he's going to run it back with anything. Like I, I think they're only keeping that year for next year because if they're voiding 2023, they're only keeping it so they can trade him and not let him walk. I think that that's the only reason why that's on there or that Aaron Rodgers agreed to that because I would think he would demand that they rip up the last two years if he comes back for one more year or whatever. So you got to play Jordan Love next year, I would think. Yeah, I mean, how could you not, no matter what he does in practice, if it's not in a game, regardless of preseason, because that's not real, like Mitch Trubisky was pretty good in preseason games, big whoop. I mean, if you want to see his deep ball accuracy, probably the best game in preseason games than regular season games. So I wonder with Jordan Love, like you got to play him. You got to play him in regular season games that matter. And I guess you could wait till year four, but that just seems like bad business. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. All right, moving on. What you got for me? Any other headlines from the league with training camp? I was focusing on two, Deshaun Watson and his situation. You Tony and me right here. I mean, it's strange that Tony, Tony he's there in training camp. Watson in any, dis- any discussion on the center. It's like, dude, what are we doing right here? Uh, listen. Deshaun Watson cannot afford to to be fined fifty thousand dollars a day. Especially right, he's gotta go. But why right, are the so Texans not saying go away and be paid? I'm I'm with you. I'm totally, 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 totally with you. And I think I know he's not with the team. I mean, he's at the facility, but he's not with the team. I believe as far as practicing and stuff like that. Um, oh, that's where they keep him away. Yeah. <laughs> stay, away. stay away when it's not football activities. Right. Otherwise, but, we want uh, you there. But um, listen, for for Shorty to be like, I want out. And then all that to leak out. And I mean, I'm sure the team has something to do with it. And how about um, the Texans? They want three first rounders all of a sudden for him. Like, okay. Which is, which is like, no, I saw five high draft picks and a player the other day. I said, five, dude. I think the he, highest you can give, though, is. Three first rounders in oh, any no, NFL draft trade. night. You can do four. Okay, then that's draft the, night. That's it. Draft night. You can do four. Um, look, y'all wildin'. Shorty got too many cases coming against him, and I saw uh, like ten or eleven of those ladies went to go talk to the Houston police. So they're trying to make a, a criminal case. You know what I'm saying? And what if he? What they're about to be deposed in the next couple of months? If it goes, if it continues to go this way, the civil suit. He doesn't get deposed till February. It's not a chance in hell this dude is playing football. All right. Well, like, there is a precedent, if you will, I guess. Antonio Brown never got on the commissioner exemplist, and he played during a civil suit. I think everybody else that's been on the exemplist has seen criminal charges potentially. 
Okay, this is the problem with that. How many how many civil suits was 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 AB fighting at that time? A handful, maybe. Okay, I think it was maybe like three. Yeah, but uh, about three. This dude is fighting about twenty yeah. something. All right, you're right. Like, and it's all the same story. Um, I don't care if it's civil or not. This is a bad look for the league. You can't have this dude throwing touchdowns and doing this right with all that that masseuse allegations on the line. All right? right. And unfortunately for those ladies, you know, if that man did that stuff, you can't have it's just he has to sit his ass down. It's just the fact. Listen, and then this and is who like, the this hell is, is training him. That's what I was about to say right away. This is why I love having Justin Fields. Because I don't have to say, man, that Deshaun Watson, I don't want it. But if they did it, like I am t- <laughs> we are totally out of the Deshaun Watson uh, uh scenario. We don't have to worry about it. He could go to F- Philadelphia's dirty ass ass fan base you gonna sit there and do go come up there man you better hide the ladies um dude no that dude he's gonna be hard to root for and that's like i didn't want i didn't want a ben roethlisberger situation in my town not saying that any of these guys are on the up and up but as far as when you hear stuff and then you have to think about right. it moving forward when they score touchdowns, but like to, to know the type of human being that that person is. Look, and I don't know, I don't know if Deshaun Watson did it or didn't do it, but I know that's too many people coming out with allegations against you with similar stories that that uh, that are in the, that's the same profession. All right, like that that's that's some, that's different right there. And Shorty, man, he needs to sit. He look the league, Roger Goodell. Needs to put him on the exempt list. That's just if he can keep, he still collect his checks. Uh, but he has to, he has to get this case out the way. He needs to settle, which is still going to look bad. Um, and, but, but I'll tell you this, whoever trades for him, if he comes and plays like he did last year, after a few years, a decent amount of those fans won't really be thinking about it. They'll be thinking about it, but they'll compartmentalize it, I guess I should say. Yeah. It's, it's a pretty crazy, like, I mean, what is he? If he's not top five, he's easily top ten. He was top five last year. Like All right. that's, he was top five. He was a top five. And he's twenty four, right? Or mm-hmm. a little bit older, twenty six. Yeah, like, right. But I mean, young, uh, one of the better quarterbacks in the league. You know, he balls. He's he's tough as nails. Um, but also, it seems like he has a dark side to him. Allegedly, I should say allegedly. We we don't know, um, you know. And I hate to to sit there and convict somebody of something, but that's a lot to say the least. And that's why Tony's afraid of Justin Fields practicing with Deshaun. <laughs> right. Like, oh man, dude. Like, ah, oh, that. This is just you hate you hate hearing this. You know what I'm saying? You you hate oh, yeah. it, you hate He's hearing like it. such a great guy too. Yeah, he, I don't know. It's a little something to the cut of his jib that I always was kind of like. Oh, I didn't know. The, the, it was. A cut of a jib for this. A cut of a jib. A little, little cut of his jib that always was like, hmm, there's something about this one, right? It's a little something about stuff. Okay. There, there's there is something a, about this one, right? Just a little rat finkish, some little bit. Dang! I'm okay. sorry. Okay. Just a little bit. Was this a little draft bit. night in Clemson? When did the the cut of the gym go through? I'm, no, this was this was this was this oh, was oh boy, this was Clemson. It's something about his face. That you signed with Dabo Sweeney. I can never trust. You never trust. You never trust somebody that rocks with Dabo like that. All right. 
Um, where Dabo at now? Where Dabo at on this Deshaun? I need to know what Dabo has to say. Boy, I bet Dabo dropped Deshaun Watson like a hot potato. All right, probably, probably. No more um, MJ comments. Be like, you start. You go ask him about uh, Deshaun Watson. All he's do is talk about Trevor Lawrence. Dabo's worried about his college football life because he's falling into irrelevancy with his uh, conference. Listen. listen, all right, all right. So we're going up for grabs. Well, one other one I wanted to just get your takeaway on. Xavier okay. Howard, Dolphins cornerback. Did he what? Did he sign new? I thought he got new bread. Did he get new bread? I believe the contract negotiations are stalling. Oh, and that's so why that's why he formally requested. Yes, he has formally requested the trade. That's and too, you know, too much. That's going Miami no. with those assets and Tua. You just wonder if maybe they do some kind of trade for anybody, or you know, what what else could they get for him? Dude, you know, they got a stockpile. That's an expensive ass. I mean, but they I mean, so they're going to get more picks. I mean, here, just say sort of bears. They couldn't afford it. So they're out. Um, That's going to be an expensive ass cornerback with the amount of interceptions that he has procured. Um, Listen, he wants his money. Pay that man his bread or let that man or trade that man. All right. I mean, he's showing he showed out and showed up. Um, It's nothing wrong with wanting your bread. And I mean. We'll see. I mean that that one is definitely an interesting take. I wonder what team in, is in contention views themselves as a cornerback away. You know, a Jalen Ramsey away like the Rams did. Like what team is like? You know what? I mean, if and I'm trying to think in my head, what contenders really need a top of the line cornerback. Not to say that you couldn't always need a cornerback, uh, have a top line cornerback, but uh, and is willing to pay for him because this is one of yeah. those things where when you trade for him, he's going to want his new bread. So you basically have that contract ready for him when you trade for him. I mean, we I don't nobody. I mean, Kansas City can't do it. A couple Rams, teams on the West came to mind like I don't think they would do it, but the Chargers maybe. Chargers and another have. team that came to mind you know, Richard Sherman's ex team, they might still be looking for a corner, San Francisco, and they have some decent draft capital. Well, I mean, but think about all the draft capital they used to get uh, Trey Lance. And how much uh, how much money they have locked up in so many guys, too. Yeah, they have a lot. I mean, like, they have a lot of they guys. They just signed now. Fred Warner to the largest yeah, right. middle linebacker so, contract. I mean, I, no. Um, who? I'm trying to think. I don't have a because most of the teams. Like it would probably have to be a team that we don't look at, like yeah. uh, the Cardinals. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like yeah. some a, te- they a could team, use it. yeah, a team like that, to where we don't look at them as a contender, but they look like, especially in the division that they play in, um, it have to be a team like that. Or and I don't know how much money they have. It's funny or, you say the Cardinals or Buffalo. Because, or Buffalo. Uh, I like the Buffalo. They might be dollar strap with the the Josh but, Allen mega contract coming. Right. But and also would Miami trade him inside of their division? Yeah. Yeah. And I you know it's funny you bring up the Cardinals. Chandler Jones wants out because he's not getting the money that he's getting in his contract negotiations. So maybe you trade Chandler Jones for Xavier Howard. I've heard that be uh talked about. Oh, That'd be an that. interesting trade potentially. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't know that. No, I mean get your bread man. Listen Life's too short, and guess what's even shorter? Football careers, man. Go get your bread, man. Like they, especially when you play playing an elite level. Um, I wish that they had negotiated to where the teams have to collect the fine if you hold out, um, because that's the only leverage that the players had. 
you know what I'm saying? As far as I'm going to refuse my services. Um, and now you basically got to show up. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm sure he'll get paid. Though. I'm sure, you know, this one of those things is a tit for tat. They have the money because who are they paying? Right. They're not paying their, two their entire teams on a rookie deal. Right. So you you have the money, man. Go ahead and get that man his bread. Even though they I mean, don't have Fitzpatrick, look- right? He's not sucking up all the caps. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, he's he's playing for the Washington football team right now. That's right. All right. You know what time it is. Let's go up for grabs with Ryan B. Ski. Ryan B. Ski, what you got for me? Major college football shakeup as Texas and Oklahoma announce, I believe after the 2025 season when their media rights go up with the Big 12, that they will be moving to the SEC. For me, the non like everybody brings up college, like football seasons back, college football. College, I'm like, yeah, that's a, that's a nice little appetizer to the meal but I'm not just eating apps. If I lost the NFL, I'd be in some serious trouble, but I do like this idea of the, the glory pure college football turning into the NFL right now as Texas and Oklahoma moving to the sec. What do you think of the move? And I mean, what does college football got to do now? Uh, I welcome. First of all, let me welcome Lincoln Riley to a man's conference. Um, we, you sir come with your offensive know-how. Um, this may help Oklahoma, Texas. You you screwed. All right. Like, I don't know if Texas wanted this SEC smoke. All right. Because well, if they, if they see AM doing it, they gotta be like, man, I mean, we we get the right coach. We're gonna out recruit AM right away. Right. I'll give I'll give you that. But the problem also is you have genera- a generation of kids that really w- hadn't seen Vince Young's Texas team. I mean, because that's the last time they was they was uh. really worth a damn, right? You know, so you you, you uh, what like it was, and not and not to say that it's a it's a sleeping giant. You can reawaken it. I mean, there was plenty of people that didn't see Alabama, Bear Bryant's Alabama, right? And Nick Saban, you know, re- resuscitated a great pro- a program. Well, sooner or later, Frankenstein USC, on steroids. Exactly. Sooner or later, someone's going to bring USC back. Um, uh, so Texas can to the be, SEC. No, they're not coming all the way. They're going. They're not coming all the way over here. Why I mean, not? I mean, why no. wouldn't you want to get in on the SEC? Like that's where you could actually lose multiple games in the SEC once Texas and Oklahoma are there. If you lose one game in like the Big Ten or Pac-12 or whatever the Big 12 is going to be, goodbye. No championship hopes right away. ACC, yeah. Clemson, like they got to be like, damn, I got to get over in that SEC. Dude, this is sweet. I, mean, I know. This is, I love this it. Is, this is so. so you talking about the, these heritage programs moving out? But you know Let's what? Though, to it. be honest with you, I need like Mizzou to go get out. I need Mizzou to like. Yeah, Kentucky. Can we get yeah, like Mizzou, Kentucky, Kentucky action like, out there? Yeah, like let's go, swap. Go. Can we swap Clemson and Kentucky? Let's put Kentucky in the basketball conference of the ACC and bring over the football of the ACC to the SEC. Well, you 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 saw that Jay Billis was saying that the ACC and the SEC should combine because of the geographical rivalries, but also you'd have that basketball in in in, in the, uh, the wintertime. All right, yeah. when that football is gone, and the amount of revenue that you generate would be crazy, and then you would have look, then Dabo would have to play with men during the college season instead of playing against, 
a maybe Florida State. Maybe. And the Florida State ain't been good. All right. Since like a total Jimbo maybe. Fisher, since Jimbo Fisher left them, dropped them like a hot potato for that oil money down in Texas A&M. Right. All Not right. even the premier like, Texas. Right. Like, so you – but then uh, I would love to see, hopefully, because I heard somebody talking about Florida State coming – uh, I would love if somebody would stay at Florida State and rebring back my Florida State and my youth. I know Bobby Bowden has a uh, terminal pancreatic cancer. We wish him the best. Yeah. Um, but uh, bring Florida back State that Miami, though. Like, if you threw in the ACC with the SEC and they got brought back with Texas and Oklahoma, woo, baby. No, think about this. Think about that 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 rivalry game between Florida and Miami. All right, that you would get in the SEC, right? Ooh. They they would have to have a, a game every year, just like because you know Oklahoma and Texas is playing every year. Like, listen, we're coming to we're we're a package deal. All right, we have we play every year. That's still gonna go down here or whatever. Right. Um, right. Like, dude, this this is gonna be so delicious. All right, <laughs> so effing football delicious, and also these kids are getting paid for their likenesses, so at least they're getting a little bit of the bread, not the same oh amount that they should be getting. This is about to be crazy. You have Bryce Young down there at, at uh, Alabama is going to collect almost two million dollars this upcoming season. Nick Saban said, "Man, listen, this is a good year for college football." If you man. are a college football fan of anyone besides the SEC and old school in your tradition, your world is on fire right now. <laughs> like you yeah, are, you know, like, oh, this has got to be the worst. Oh, they're paying them. Um, look, SEC forever. Ooh, that should be on the shirt. Um, this, but boy, this is going to help the Big Ten too, because they're going to get some of these stragglers. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're going to trade some of these stragglers when Ohio State goes to the SEC. I'm just saying, listen, Iowa State, come on down, right? Like, actually, there's reports already that the Big Ten nixed Kansas and Iowa State already. Really? Yeah. Uh, it's like no. They listen. Right. They need. They stay wrong. They should, we want that Kansas basketball. Y'all bogus fat. We want right. that. Y'all scared. They, you know they. They just don't want. They, they, they like no. You know Illinois, Ohio State. You know what I'm saying. It was like we don't want that 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 Jayhawk up in here taking all our our, our damn players away from us. Um, dude, I, I can't wait to see how they screw the NCAA and just get rid of it. Right. Listen, where's the NCAA going to be collecting their money from right. in the next five years? Right. Because once these conferences once the really SEC moves out, as right. we're the new what's that? These, super, these three super conferences, we make our own rules. These players are getting paid. The NCAA is there to basically stop players from getting paid, and the players are getting paid. You, right. And the, that's the crazy part. You could have paid them and kept some of your bread. All right, you could have kept some. Too gluttonous. Right. Damn it. Share. Sometimes it's better to share and gives it gives you time to figure out how to finagle some of that money back long term. You gotta right. go with the and long there's always plan. revenue streams in the future. That's how it right. works. Right. The the fact that you just so dogged about they can't get paid because we're spending it for ourselves <laughs> <laughs> like dude man what you you never check the temperature in the room like for a decade now it's flipped right a decade anybody that was like don't pay the players is basically like you know i think it's time to pay the players and you still didn't think you know what we need to get ahead of this 
You know what I'm saying? We need to we need to figure out. All right. First of all, okay, these people right here, these these five thousand employees, we don't need them. All right, we're gonna so that we're gonna cut. They're gonna give this is gonna be some of the money going to those players, right? Right here. All right, Sammy, Dan, and then the, the other four hundred and ninety nine, ninety eight thousand of these mugs. You know, <laughs> they're all they're gone. All right, got they're out. All right, like you could have gotten ahead of this and still kept some bread for yourself. You there's a chance that you're gonna really, really, really get kicked out. All right, with all these conferences taking control and telling you go screw yourself. Man, that SEC schedule. I can't wait to see that thing in 2025. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be, dude. Oklahoma ooh. taking uh, Alabama. You got Georgia, Texas, uh, Florida, all these. Oh, just down the list. Dude, like, and it's, listen, I, Oklahoma's a team I look forward to because they're going to have to learn how to play a different step. Like that, that, that Big 12, no defense. You're going to have yeah, to learn how to play some defense yeah. here. Especially right? in the SEC. You have to learn to play some defense. You and I, I can't wait to see how Lincoln Riley adjusts to that. You know what I'm saying with his offense and the styles. Rallies. You know, like what if you know he is just so mastermind offense that it turns into like him versus Nick Saban, the defense right. versus the offense. Right. right, right, dude. I can't. Oh my goodness, I can't wait. This. This will be fun. Um, sorry for anybody that it hurts. Sorry for the, the, the Big 12. We knew you well. Yeah, get all the SEC channels for 2025. That's the only ones I'll be watching when it comes right. to college football. Right. Like, listen, this should be, if this was like the end of the movie, you have uh, you have that Twister song from like Coach Carter. And then it'd be like the Big 12 went on to start working at a Piggly Wiggly. Right. Like, <laughs> The Big 12 got completely dismantled and became right. part of college football division two. Right, dude. The Big 12 now has all HBCU teams. Like, it's just, dude, it, oh man, it's nothing like, it's nothing like seeing anarchy that really doesn't tear down something important to you. Now or I something just that's need, really uh, valuable. Or, go ahead. I need my Ohio State and USC to get, uh, get itchy and antsy about joining the SEC. <laughs> Man, that's that's too far for for USC to be coming across the country, dog. That's that's too. Hey, the money. Hey, if you're the SEC, we need some money out on the West Coast. Let's get a hub, baby. They, listen, they're going to get these damn Big Twelve teams that are on the streets. That's only still uh, Central Time Zone. They need that PST. TCU is out there selling his body, man. It's hard out oh, here. Not enough of a brand. We we keep standards here at the SEC. <laughs> They're ready to start dumping some of these TCUs that we got. Baylor, Baylor is turning tricks, man. Is your it's blood hard. blue? Is your blood <laughs> blue? Because otherwise you have no business being in the SEC. <laughs> if you cut the man, is he blue? <laughs> We only take blues here. Oh, man. The bluest of the blue bloods. All right, Blue bloods Riley. with blue chips. That's what all we got? do in the SEC. What you got? Uh, my last up for grabs. <gasps> MLB trade deadline this Friday. Cubs are in sell mode. Sell, 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 sell. Sell away, baby. And then the Sox, you know, Adam Frazier, one of their targets goes to San Diego. But Sox are, you know, they're bringing back some guys. Uh, maybe Eloy the trade back. isn't as big Eloy as it used came to back be. Monday, 
Um, what do you want your team to do? Essentially, I wouldn't mind the second baseman, but they got to get two relievers. All right, that's just facts from the north side. No, I'm not paying that exorbitant amount for for the Chicago baseball trade tax. You don't want to do that. No, I mean, listen, I listen. If we didn't need Dylan Cease, I would send him back to you guys in a heartbeat. All right, (laughs) like if we didn't, like I mean, if we didn't have, if we had somebody that was ready to take those take those reps, all right, and ready to go every fifth day. I was sitting like Dylan getting Max Scherzer and then training Dylan C's for the relievers. Whoa, no. I, I don't have what it takes to get a Max Scherzer. Uh, but this is the thing. When you bring back Eloy now, because one of the questions were, what are you going to do in right field? But if Eloy gets his back, uh, Lewis Robert will be back within probably about three weeks. Um, you got Vaughn, all right, who, who's been playing very well at left. Now playing right, you you you, and you have all these other players: Goodwin, Hamilton, Gavin Sheets, all these players that played. That who play, needs to that, be in left though? Who needs? To, what do you mean? Oh, you don't want Eli in left, right? No, Eli, I mean it, he's going to be in left some games. That's just he was some in games, tonight. But more tonight, so in the tonight he's in left. He's in left. He was in left tonight. I, well, he he had a a decent catch. Uh, well, before I turn before we start the show or whatever, but he's he's playing left tonight. You know what I'm saying? So he's your DH in the playoffs, though, right? He's gonna be. They're gonna because he wants to. They're gonna let him play out in the outfield sometimes. I mean, they, but I'm they talking are. just the, playoffs. Just playoffs. I don't know. If you can let him play out in the left, whatever. But playoffs. I think he's gonna he's gonna get some games where he is starting your starting left fielder. I mean, I guess if you traded for another outfielder, you could just move him to DH, right? He doesn't want that. And they at this point, they don't they're going to they're kind of giving in to him because he wouldn't be playing left tonight. If the common sense ruled, I mean, right? I, I would think if you're Rick Hahn in the uh, organization, let's give him some lefts during the regular season. We got the division sewn up already. Let's give him some left field starts. But playoff time, D.H. No, nah, I mean, he's going to get some left. I'm just telling you that he's going to get I'm, I'm with you. I, I, I'm, I'm full on D.H. Eloy, I mean, it's there's no reason to lose that bat. Um, and he's a terrible left fielder. Um, and that's and a, that's the part prone. that kills me. The you know my thing, my thing with the White Sox defense, defense, defense. Anything that they can improve their defense overall improves all their chances of winning the World Series because I think they got everything else. My biggest concern about them in the playoffs right now, I guess, besides the bullpen, would be their defense. So if you could just Get an outfielder out there that you can really trust. You lose nothing offensively because Eloy's in the DH position. I love that. We got I mean even with that, you trust you trust Vaughn right now. I mean, for him, but he's to go, a right fielder. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. But also, you now all those guys that were sitting there that you were subbing in at center and at right. Now you have one one less spot. So and they still need it back. You still have Billy Hamilton. You still have Goodwin. You know what I'm saying? You still have those guys, all right, but they're going to need at bats. But you now you basically have more depth now since you're top heavy with two studs in the outfield as far as one offensively, one offensively, defensively, and Lewis Robert are returning right now. You basically made trades, you know, in a way when you br- you're bringing back this talent with the team that's running run, that's run ran away with this division. Yeah, I agree. I think like uh, if they could get honestly like a Jock Peterson type. I think that that would be perfect. That would be strict. Listen, left fielder. 
I'm not worried about the outfield as much as second base. Uh, I l- listen, and it doesn't have to be like a super stud, but you need to bump Lurie Garcia back to real utility again, and you don't want to just you just use him and Danny Mendek. Uh, all the time. I, I want a, a, a good, a, a, just a real decent uh, second baseman, but you have to get two relievers. You, ha- We're not even really trying, to be honest with you, because that bullpen is trash. Uh, watching them in Milwaukee this weekend, trash. Um, and they better get going because relievers are going right now. Right, right. It's a buyer's market, but like Kendall said, Graveman just was traded to the Astros today from the Mariners, and they're all upset. Get on. You better listen. It's time. Uh, make it happen. Uh, don't waste away this season, especially you. You're in the playoffs. It's, you're already in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's get it. So for me to get get back to your question, uh, definitely two relievers, and I wouldn't mind the second baseman to go along with that. Yeah, for me, it's really simple with the Cubs. Just keep trying to add prospects. Keep trying to add to the farm. I would trade. Anyone and everyone, like, I get the idea of keeping like a Rizzo and a Baez or whatever, but look, man, you got to listen to every deal. And if it's a really good deal, you got to consider like the one guy I maybe don't touch as much as Javi just because he's such an elite defender. He has plenty of power in that bat and he does all the specialness. But like a guy like Chris Bryant, like we've talked about it, I I would trade him and try to sign him in the offseason. That would be Mm -hmm. my plan if I was Jed. Totally. Totally. Get I'm, a I'm, haul and then just try to just be 300 mil or whatever it takes to bring him in or whatever. And with Rizzo, you know, trade him again. See if you can sign him again. Same thing. I'm with you. I, 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 everything's for sale right now um, because it doesn't look like this is going to be a quick reload. This is a rebuild. You know, uh, you sat there, you, 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 you let um, what's his name? Walk. Um, what's what's the name with the Schwarber? Kyle Schwarber. Schwarber. You let Schwarber walk. Um, it's it's time now, man. And it's if someone dead. gave you a freaky deal for hobby, I would definitely listen to that too. If the prospects are crazy, I'm with you. If the prospects right. are it's, crazy, it's got to be crazy. But that, but I mean, that's what you're hoping for with Kimbrel. You're hoping you can get something crazy for him. You're hoping Tapera can get you at least what Chafin got you, which was, you know, maybe not a great prospect, but a guy that can potentially start helping you right away and has some ability that at least has some upside for a young player. Maybe not going to be an all-star or anything crazy, superstar, but you also want to build this St. Louis model of having a lot of guys that come in and they contribute, even if they're not superstars. And then eventually you hit on a superstar and now your team's really going. The only problem is the lack of control time with giving you back your premium prospects. You know, like in all fairness, this stuff should have been done last season. I think the problem was just the COVID season. I think they would have been more into that, but with COVID and how it just paused and stopped everything. And I can agree with that. I think that that caused a huge problem for them. You you, you knew what what was coming down and you know, the chances they negotiate with these players and their agents. Excuse me. You knew the chances of where you're going to be able to sign them or where you're not going to be able to sign them. And with the amount of control that you had, you could have gotten back a premium prospect in every trade. One at least premium prospect. And then you had to have filler prospects that you could view as perhaps being uh, guys with tools that you think you can accentuate down the line. Um but now you're in a situation where Kimbrel's the only one 
that uh, you could trade to a team and the team can say, well, you know what? I can use you this year. And if it doesn't work, I can trade you in the offseason to get something back or I at least have you for another year. Everybody else is a rental. Well, the one good thing in terms of the rental, because I'm with you, um, they're not going to get the premium like you would Kimbrell. But if it depends how much smoke is going on, because if teams are really this interested in Chris Bryant, like there's a ton of teams that have checked in on him. You might be able to just drive up a small market price, even though he's a rental. If enough teams are interested, maybe you get a prospect or two that you weren't expecting just because teams become a little bit more desperate trying to get that said player that puts them over the top. Yeah, definitely. Perhaps I I, I won't rule against it, but I would think that it will get to if it gets too high, teams will just go look at another player to be the most likely, you know, like that's why I like that. The Cubs have been sell mode like right away like i feel like the nationals are trying to get in on that right now where it's like yo teams are starting to bid they're starting to go after the guys and try to separate themselves because there's a lot of interesting playoff races across baseball i agree i totally agree all right we always appreciate it great show ryan um you as you always know take care of yourself take care of your mental health and i'm not even just saying that being facetious i'm being real you know, and check in on your your weak homies and your strong homies because we all need it. 